Marital Monkey Mania, the fun and interactive radio show about marriage, dating, and relationships where you get involved with Marital Monkey Questions and Answers, the Marital Monkey Rant of the Day, Marital Monkey Milestones, Marital Monkey Joke of the Day, Marital Monkey Couple of the Month, and Marital Monkey Monkey Business all geared for you to interact with us. Call us at 1-833-8-JUNGLE. That's 1-833-858-6453. Or visit us at www.maritalmonkey.com and submit your information there. Stop monkeying around and get to it. And now to the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is John, a.k.a. The Blind Fury, your Master Certified Coach, Master Certified Relationship Coach, and your host for Marital Monkey Mania. Hello, everybody. It's great to be back for another show this week. I am John, a.k.a. The Blind Fury. You can check out my website at www.theblindfury.com. And as always, joined with me is the most beautiful woman on the planet, a.k.a. my wife or Mrs. Monkey. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm, <laughs> I'm Mrs. Monkey, <laughs> John's wife, a.k.a. John's wife. <laughs> also, a.k.a. Tanya. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, the reason I said Mrs. Monkey is because I really couldn't remember your name. That's why I call you honey so much. Oh, you're in trouble now. <laughs> There's your marital monkey joke of the day. I might not be here next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my so, goodness. Well, we have a great show today. We have a couple of questions we're going to address. I have a weird hunch that I might get into the marital monkey rant of the day. I don't know, just a gut feeling. <laughs> and so with that, before we get started, we want to reiterate what this show is all about, what we do here. And remember, it is absolutely 100% geared for you to be involved. We want you to interact with this. And here are the segments that we do. Um, like last week, it's going to be the Marital Monkey questions and answers. It's going to be Marital Monkey joke of the day. Just throw us out a joke, a one-liner, a paragraph. We don't care. Just make it funny about couples and clean so we can air it on the radio. If you want to call our phone number, your voice very well might be heard right here on the show. Then we have Marital Monkey Milestones. That is a way that we raise money for the show. It's $8 and you can wish somebody a happy anniversary, wish your spouse a happy anniversary, tell somebody happy engagement. If you want to wish a happy birthday to your spouse, significant other, anything like that. So those are the Marital Monkey Milestones. We also have the Marital Monkey Couple of the Month which means we love to recognize the ones who are excelling in their marriage and gives us something all to shoot for. And the winner of the couple of the month will get a dinner for two up to $30. Right now, that's with Texas Roadhouse. 
So I would really love it if all you guys would support Texas Roadhouse. They have been wonderful to us. And lastly, one of my favorites, Marital Monkey, Monkey Business. Tell us your stories of embarrassing moments that you and your spouse or significant other has had. You can even tell on them, <clears throat> excuse me, as long as you have their permission. So that's what we do here. You have to get involved. That's what we do. That's what we want. We love it. We want to hear from you. And one more thing that we do, not on this show, but we do want to invite you on Monday nights at seven o'clock, we have a thing that we do called Marital Monkey Mondays. We use the Zoom app. It is a marriage workshop. It's free and I lead the workshop. And I, you probably heard a few times, I am a master certified relationship coach. So we get in there, we interact, we have fun, we joke, but I take scriptures, I break them down. We use a lot of Greek and Hebrew words. And then we interact, we talk about it, we apply it to today's world and everybody gets involved there as well. Um, I don't like just leading this stuff and telling you what I think, giving you my opinion or teaching a scripture. I love to hear from everybody because that's how I learn as well. So Marital Monkey Mondays, every Monday night at seven o'clock Eastern, go to maritalmonkey.com. We are currently in Ephesians 5, and we are learning the roles of husbands and wives. And I pretty much guarantee you, I teach it in a little bit different of a way, of a way than you probably are used to. So come and join us. Um, we do not have one this Monday night. It's the 5th of July, so we're taking that off in celebration of Independence Day weekend. But we get back at it July 12th. So come out and join us, Marital Monkey Mondays, 7 o'clock Eastern time on the Zoom app. Shoo, my goodness, that was a lot. Tanya, do you have anything to say before we move on? Because, man, I was rambling. No, no rambling. Just putting it all out there. Sounded great. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. I'll give you that <laughs> 20 bucks later for saying that. Oh, thanks. I might take you to Roadhouse, let you get some rolls, water, and peanuts. <laughs> Oh, you're so generous. Love you for that, honey. Well, that's that's how I won you over, right? That's it. I saved you from dumpster diving. You said you were going to do that, but. Oh, don't even get into that story. Wow. <laughs> well, right now we are going to move into our questions and answers segment. Tanya, what do you have? Okay, this question tonight is coming from someone anonymous. So they ask, should you only get serious with people that are marriage material? Talk about a loaded question there. My goodness. Well, to me, right off the bat, no. It depends on what you want. If you're wanting marriage in the long run, in the future, why would you want to date someone who's not marriage material or they don't have that? marriage mentality why in the world would you want to do that don't waste your time if your goal is marriage and this person or you know whether you're dating them or not if they are not serious about marriage or they don't act like they can handle marriage you know there is a difference you can say you want to be married but if you're immature you like to argue about everything you're selfish there's another red flag Remember last week we said when someone tells you or shows you who they are, believe them. So no, 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 no. Don't get involved in anybody that's not serious about marriage. That's that's craziness. Tanya, you got yeah. anything? 
yes, I've heard a statement that you don't marry or date with somebody that has potential because a lot of people have potential, but if you're dating, you should be dating with intent and be intentional in your dating because your outcome is more than likely marriage uh, for most people. So if somebody isn't somebody that you could see your life spending your life with, then I would say dating them would, like you said, be a waste of time, uh, counterproductive. And also, I, I wouldn't see that as being walking in God's plan and will for your life. If they're hindering your purpose for uh, serving God, then it's probably a no-go. Well, not only that, if you're with somebody that's not serious about marriage, it could prevent you from meeting the person who is that wants nothing to do with you because you're taken with somebody who's not marriage material. So the answer is short. No, don't date anybody that's not marriage material or not serious about marriage. If that is your goal, Tanya, tell everybody what one of the very first things I said to you when we talked on the phone for the very first time. You said I am looking for a wife. I am not playing around. I am dating to get married. <laughs> now, that was not set up. We did not no. set that up. I literally just asked that question for the first time. There was no prep behind that. I, nope. I said, I'm not looking for a girlfriend. I'm looking for a wife. Wife. Yep. And I laid it out immediately. And obviously, it worked out for me. So... So that's that question. Marital Monkey would like to thank the Invisible Man Ministries. David was mentally and physically abused as a child. He felt no one could see him, so he would yell just to get attention. Then God gave David the gift of writing poetry. It was through this writing that God began to heal David's heart. This poetry can be found in one of David's many books. To see a listing of these books, go to MaritalMonkey.com, click on Sponsors, and there you will find the information. There, you will also find a link to his podcast, The Invisible Man Ministries, bringing healing through poetry. And I believe we have another question, correct? We do. The other question is also anonymous. Um, so we don't know who or where this person is from, but... Um, how can a relationship survive without complete sexual fulfillment? So another, oh. loaded, another loaded question, and we don't have all the details behind that. We don't know if they're newly in a relationship or they've been married for a while, and now they're not fulfilled, and they once were fulfilled, and now they're not. So we don't know all the details, but, John, I'm sure you have an answer for that. Fire away. <laughs> um. Let me get this sound effect. Okay, now that we have that out of the way, first of all, read the question one more time, please. How can a relationship survive without complete sexual fulfillment? Oh my gosh. First of all, if you're not married, you're doing it wrong. I mean, that, that sound the, the way that question's presented, it's like the person's not married. Well, let me, I will, I will approach this in two separate ways. First, you cannot base a relationship 
on sex. Now, everybody listening don't have a cow. God created it. He created it with a purpose, and it's a gift. I, people seem to cringe when you talk about this, but it's important. I don't think the church talks about it enough, quite frankly. So we're going to talk about it. If you base your relationship on sex, it is doomed to fail. How do I know that? Can you make it? Can you have a great relationship without that? Absolutely. You know how I know? Tanya, do you know how I know? Well, no. Okay. Do you want to know? Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take you to Genesis 2.24. Now, in scripture, there is a thing called the law of order. God is not a God of disorder. He is incredibly organized. He puts things in scripture in order for a reason. Let me take you to James 4, 7 first. It's one of the verses that is misquoted frequently. Somebody's having a tough time and somebody says, well, just resist the devil and he'll flee from you. That is not what it says. What it says is submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's what it says. When you leave the first part out, the rest of it doesn't work. So now that I have that out of the way, I almost had to go into my rant unprepared. So let's run back to Genesis 2.24. God is a God of order. Therefore, a man shall leave his mother and father. That's the first thing you have to do. You have to be independent. The second thing, and be united to his wife. And then the two will become one flesh. And I'm going to prove to you right now that means sexual. And I do believe it has other meanings. It could mean um, you're a you're now a unit, you're a team, you're doing life together, that type of one flesh. However, let me take you to 1 Corinthians 6. If you read verses 15 through 20, it talks about the body. It talks about Christ. It talks about us being a part of his body. But then it says, I tell you what, instead of me giving the elaboration, Tanya, would you please pull up 1 Corinthians 6 and let's read that so I'm not confusing everybody. Okay. 1 Corinthians 6, 15. Yeah, start in verse 15 and then go to verse, let's just start reading and then I will. Okay, uh, you'll start. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Okay, Never. stop. Yeah, stop right there. Shall we take the members of Christ? He's talking about us. We're his body. So when it says, shall we take the members of Christ? We're the members of Christ. We're part of his body and unite them to a prostitute. Is that how it's worded? That's it. What are you in the NIV? I am. Okay. Be united to a prostitute. Okay. Keep the word united there in your mental bank. Go to the next verse. Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? Uh -oh. For it, yep. 
For it is said that two will become one flesh. Right there. That is referring back to Genesis 2.24. So in this context, it's talking about the act of sex. You are united to a prostitute and you become one flesh with her. And in today's terms, you could replace the word prostitute with you are united to someone who is not your spouse. You can convert it to that because that's what it's talking about. Go ahead and read the next two verses. This is why we don't base relationships on sex. This is why we wait until we're married. Go ahead. For whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Right. If we are believers and our body is where the Holy Spirit dwells, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Christ in us, Colossians 1.27 says, the hope of glory honor God with our bodies. We were bought and paid for. Why would we unite to a prostitute? Let's take that word unite. It's the same meaning as unite to your wife in Genesis 2.24. And that little segment there is one of my favorite scriptures to break down, but we're not going to do it tonight. It's awesome. We, we've done it in Marital Monkey Mondays. It's really cool when you take these Hebrew and Greek words. When it says unite to a prostitute, the word unite there is the same meaning as in Genesis, which says unite to your wife. I know this because if you go to Matthew 19, verse 5, Jesus says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife. The Greek word for unite in Matthew, which is referring back to Genesis 2.24, is the same Greek word that you find in 1 Corinthians 6. So united with a prostitute is the same as united with a wife. So no, don't base it on sex. God tells us not to, because if you make it to your wedding day without that, what did you do? Number one, you weren't focused on it. Number two, you built a beautiful relationship. That's the way God designed it. So no, you cannot base your relationship on complete sexual fulfillment. Now, if we go to a married couple, you still shouldn't base it on that. But now we have another issue. Why are you not being fulfilled? What's up? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Where's the root problem here? Is it because Mr. Husband, you come home, set your can on the couch and watch football while the wife is cooking dinner, cleaning up the kitchen, taking the kids to do their homework, getting them ready for bed, and you're sitting there playing video games. Mm -hmm. You know, the beauty of sex, it can start in the kitchen, fellas. You, you're probably sitting there thinking that housework means pick up your feet so the wife can vacuum under. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Go in there, in that kitchen, help her do the dishes, help her with the kids, something. But... Wife, are you too snippy for your husband? Where he just is like, bleh. See, Hebrews 13, 4 says this. 
the marriage bed is to be undefiled. Now that's the second half of the verse. The first part of that says marriage is to be held in honor among all. I wish I had time to break that one down. But then it says, and the marriage bed is to be undefiled. You treating your wife like she's a slave can defile your marriage bed. Absolutely. Wives, you're snippy, you're hateful. You can defile the marriage bed. Yep. So remember, it's the third thing in the list of marriage, quote unquote, rules that God listed, but it's hugely important. It is very, very important. And that's why Paul talks about it so much. He talks a lot about sexual immorality, but Jesus even takes us to another level in Matthew when he says, if you even look at another woman with lust in your heart, you commit adultery. So Christ is all about the heart, but because we're fleshly beings and that is a gift of marriage, it's important, right? It's important. So figure out why you're not fulfilled. Talk to your spouse about it. You better be married. Um, if you're not married and you're asking me this question, no. No, wrong answer. No, I just. Wrong question. <laughs> right. I just told you why it's important to withhold until you're married. It's important. I can't stress it enough. So. That's what I have for that answer. Tani, do you have anything else? I think I talked most of the time. I didn't let you get in there. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. I know you get passionate about that subject. <laughs> no. Uh, no way. This um, marriage stuff, I'm not passionate about it at all. When, you, when you're talking about the sexual fulfillment, so in my mind, I'm thinking marriage because outside of marriage, you shouldn't be doing that. So in marriage, you know, communication is key. Is your um, marriage over or is it um, doomed? No, you have to communicate. You have to, you know, there's all kinds of things that could be involved in the, with this. It could be physical. It could be hormonal. There could be a lack of communication, you know, barriers or you've grown apart because you're not spending time together and you're not um, feeding the marriage. Therefore, the bedroom suffers. So. Obviously, there's a lot of um, outside stuff that could be hindering mm -hmm. a good, um, healthy relationship sexually. Also, like I said, communication is key. And if your partner doesn't know there's an issue, then that's a big issue. You got to tell them there's an issue. Um, find out where the problem started. If you're newlyweds and you're also already saying, oh, my goodness, this isn't going to work. We don't jive together. You know, things aren't going right. That's where the communication has to start immediately. And you have to figure out where the breakdown is. So, um, yeah, that's a good place to good place to start. Yeah. And again, we're, we are certified coaches. We can help with that. If interested, just drop us an email. I'm a master certified relationship coach. Tanya is a certified relationship coach. Um, oddly enough, my rant of the day has something to do with that. But before we get to that, it's killing me. We only have a few more minutes left. This show always goes so fast and I'm talking faster than normal today. So <laughs> trying to squeeze it all in there. You guys probably think I've had three or four cups of coffee. Well, you're right. Um, <laughs> yep. Genesis 2.24, where it says, be united to your wife. Let me tell you what that really means. The Greek word for united there is dollback. Dollback. 
it's not the Greek word, it's the Hebrew word, dawback. And it means fasten its grip. It means cling, hold tight, and my favorite, closely pursue. See, here's what the problem is. We pursue our boyfriend or our girlfriend. We'll do anything in the world. Oh, yeah, I'll stay up till three o'clock and talk to you. You hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, I love you too much. I don't want to hang up. I don't want to hang up either. Blah, blah, blah. We do it. It's what dating people do. Even at our age, we didn't do that. But, <laughs> but still, you get my point. But when we get married, we stop pursuing the spouse. And if you don't think that can hurt your sexual fulfillment, you're wrong. So husbands, especially, I love challenging the husbands, coming home from work, stop at the store, grab her favorite snack, get her her favorite drink. If she loves lemonade, pick her up a lemonade. If she likes whatever, figure it out, be creative, think about it and just walk in, give her a hug, give her a kiss and say, hey, I brought this to you just because I was thinking about you. That's pursuing your spouse. Oh, and when she talks to you, open your ears and shut your mouth. How about that one? <laughs> That's a great one. What are you saying? <laughs> I just said that's a great idea. Great Everybody one. listening just went, how does she handle that? Because this guy, <laughs> especially after coffee. Yeah. And now for the marital money. Plant of the day. Since we've been talking about the hot topic of sex tonight, and that it's only designed for the marriage bed, it irks me when I hear a man or even a woman say, well, I'm not marrying somebody until I know. I'm just, you don't buy a car until you test drive it. She's not a car. <laughs> She is not a car. Are you kidding me? Stop it already with the ridiculous analogies. So what you're saying is, I'm going to test drive the car before I buy it. Although God said not to. That yep. irritates me. It's she's not a car. Okay. Yep. And that is your marital monkey. Rant of the day. Marital Monkey would like to thank the Sicilian Bank, where the loans are as diverse as their customers. Based in Hardin County, Kentucky, the Sicilian Bank is your hometown connection with a touch of personal class. Large enough to cover all of your banking needs and small enough to know you by name and not by number. The Sicilian Bank, treating you like you are somebody. Give them a call at 270-737-1593 at their website, www.thesicilianbank.com. Thank you to The Sicilian Bank for supporting Marital Monkey. All right, everybody. We're about to wrap it up. I apologize. I am wound up today. Too much coffee. I'll try not to do that before next week. <laughs> Tanya, any closing thoughts? Um, I just want to say thank you for listening. And hopefully um, 
hope we didn't confuse you too much. But if you have further questions about any of this, please feel free to message us privately, uh, get a hold of us, and we will uh, definitely work with you on any of the subjects we talk about. We will gladly have a one-on-one conversation with you. So thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. John appreciates it. And see you next week. And I am so sorry, everybody. I am so sorry. I feel so bad. My poor wife sat there, co-host the show with me and talked like 5% of it. But anyway, you got our thoughts. And again, if you would please consider supporting us financially, go to maritalmucky.com. There's a button on there. Any donation amount is appreciated. It blesses us. Just make sure the number eight is in there. That's it. You guys have a great Friday and we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Marital Monkey is a ministry of the Bloodwall Ministries. www.thebloodwall.com